I'm David Naert and welcome to the latest edition of the EBU Radio Sport Podcast. In this episode, we'll take a look at the European Championships. The first staging of this brand new event took place in Berlin and Glasgow in August. Listeners and viewers were treated to a feast of athletics, aquatics, cycling, golf, gymnastics, rowing and triathlon. The aim was to bring existing championships for a number of sports under one umbrella. But did it work? Did smaller sports disappear under the sheer popularity of athletics or cycling? And were broadcasters with their already limited budgets able to deploy to so many simultaneous events? We'll be asking that and much more in this edition of the EBU Radio Sport Podcast. EBU's Radiosport Podcast. I'm delighted to have Holger Gerska from German radio broadcaster ARD on the line. Holger works for NDR, and NDR were responsible for national coverage of the competition on all ARD stations. And I've also got Mark Schadlow with me from the BBC. Mark, first of all, welcome along. Thank you. What coverage did you provide from the European Championships? So my role is working for the BBC um, regional TV services, which are number 15, uh, the 40 BBC local radio stations, and also coordinating the nation's coverage, so Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. We're very much about the local athletes and we celebrate local pride. So our coverage was, uh, by and large, um, news-based. Uh, story-based and uh, from Scotland's perspective a celebration of the fact that there was a major sports event happening in Scotland. And Holger what about you? As with the Olympics, we have reported live from almost all sports from Glasgow and Berlin. We have conducted interviews in the mix zones to produce our stories for the radio. And the German radio stations had the opportunity to speak live with our reporters on-site about backgrounds. And we have offered from the IBC in Berlin, Howley News, in 30 seconds. Okay, well, some could argue that smaller sports struggle to gain coverage in such a packed competition schedule. But Holger, was there actually more coverage for certain sports because they were part of this new combined setup? Yes, in any case, with the exception of uh, athletics and road cycling, this applies to all sports. We have never before reported so much on diving, on artistic gymnastics, on track cycling or rowing on German radio stations outside the Olympic Games. And in swimming, our glorious times are long ago. I hope these sports use this example. In Germany next year, 10 German national championships will take place on one weekend in Berlin in July. Why do not the summer world federations manage to match their World Cup series like in winter sports? These European championships have, in my opinion, shown that it can work. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, we at the BBC tend to cover uh, the, the Olympic sports um, fairly regularly. But what we've seen is that the total of the individual events is greater than the sum of its parts, which I think was the aim of the championships in the first place. So mm -hmm. we've had uh, fantastic audiences and, and reach, um, TV audiences of 20 million, uh, 3 million going on to web streams, great radio audiences. Uh, but then for the individual sports, uh, you know, for example, the mixed triathlon for, for its 
sports um, TV audience are higher than our usual events. The gymnastics, equivalent to the World Championships, uh, the diving at 2.2 million watching on TV, only the Olympics uh, bettered that in the last decade or so. And great um, TV and radio uh, figures for for the athletics, uh, which was higher than the the peak of 2014 by, I don't know, 20%. So I think we've seen that uh, that it is um, a successful first um, European Championships. Okay, well, let's turn our attention to radio now. How did you work with your television colleagues to cover this event? Was the radio coverage complimentary? Uh, yes, so we, we very much worked together. So it's, it's um, I mean, the, the vast majority of output went uh, out on uh, television. As far as radio is concerned, concentrating on the, the, the major events that we know are successful and that there's a lot of interest in, so that's athletics and swimming uh, for, for live coverage and mix zone coverage. And then we're roving reporters covering the other sports. And from my perspective, which is uh, very much the local and regional side of things, and we're just interested in the individuals and the individual mm -hmm. stories. So we were uh, everywhere from the, the golf in the, the beautiful settings of further north from Glasgow to the diving uh, through to the uh, BMX mountain bikes, the gymnastics. So we, we were everywhere telling the individual stories. And Holger? Yes, we tried to promote these European Championships together with our television. It was all about explaining this new format. Apart from that, we tried on the radio to play out our own strength, for example, with live conferences of several parallel competitions from Glasgow and Berlin, and to offer reactions in the morning, what the audience saw on the TV the night before, mm -hmm. and to introduce some German athletes for which there was no time on television. And the best comparison for such a multi-sport event is the Olympics. Did you come at it in the same way? In Glasgow and Berlin, we had a similar program concept to the Olympics with our five main offerings, live coverage, live talks, interviews, stories and news. The technical process was similar to that in Rio or Pyeongchang, and in many areas there were the same reporters, story makers and technicians. Okay, and Mark, how did you manage to deploy reporters across so many sports? Yeah, I would say uh, it was certainly not of Olympic scale, but it was a very similar model to the Winter Olympics or the Paralympics. So uh, a, a strong team, a sort of A team covering um, for national radio, the uh, swimming and the athletics, and then uh, reporters going to um, the, the other events. Uh, one or two specialists covering the events, tapping into the expertise of our TV summarizers, who are generally uh, well-known former competitors in that sport, and um, news reporting, getting uh, the news stories out from wherever that may be. Obviously, this was a brand new event, quite a challenge to explain it to your audience, I guess. Uh, yes, although I think in many respects, the fact that the events were happening at the same time or a 10-day period meant that there was a, a huge awareness that there were European championships. There was a, a you know, we had a, a league table, um, we could see which nation was winning more medals. So it was similar in many respects to what we have had in the, the UK earlier this year, the Commonwealth Games, which is a sort of cut down Olympics. Uh, the challenge perhaps was not as great as we thought it would be. And certainly we, we've carried out 
audience research, and the research suggests that the the audience has really appreciated uh, from TV, radio, and, and digital and social media um, the the service they got. They understood it, they loved it, and they liked the presentation. So, as far as we're concerned, uh, it was a great start. In Germany, there are similar formats for winter sports every weekend with World Cups and World Championships in all winter sports. So that was not completely new. It felt like summer sports in winter sports weekends. But we had to explain that this cooperation of the European Summer Sports Federations is important to give these sports a bit more media attention after summer and the spring full of football. And so was it a success? It was a great success for us. The TV ratings were surprisingly good and this was accompanied by a great demand from our radio stations. However, it was also stressful for our small team. Our swimming reporter, for example, had extremely long working days with swimming, diving and open water swimming. We had also some illnesses in Glasgow. Oh, that doesn't sound too good, Mark. <laughs> Any sicknesses for you? And, and, and would you no, call the no. event a, a success from the BBC point of view? Yeah, de definitely. I mean, I think... You know, those of us who worked on major events, we know when they come around that they are an intense period and we are working long hours. So we're prepared for that. And um, yeah, uh, I, I cannot think really from my perspective of how we might have done that better without, you know, throwing more resources at it. It was very much testing uh, the water, as you said, you know, it's a new event. We don't know how it will go down and what the ratings will be like, what the audiences will like. But I think that um, we did a successful job in explaining it, in showcasing it. And uh, certainly going forward, it's probably an event that we commit a little bit more to. Let's focus now on the individual cities. To start with Glasgow, Glasgow played host to the most sports. So what was the atmosphere like in the city during the event? And, you know, David, I think that's what the triumph was. I mean, Glasgow had a, a dry run, if you like. It held the Commonwealth Games in 2014, which was very much in the afterglow of the London Olympics 2012. And it uh, put on a, a great multi-sport party then. So it knows and it knew what multi-sport events were all about. And uh, there was a definite buzz about the city. There was a terrific fan zone with some great music uh, going on throughout the day and the evening, providing a fantastic uh, backdrop to a number of the studios that were set there. The city was very much one of celebration. There was a participation festival that I went along to that, that was just rammed with people enjoying themselves and, and enjoying sport. And then the, the sort of public events, the road races, for example, uh, the streets were lined with people enjoying the fact that elite athletes had come to Glasgow. Um, I had family and friends who uh, went along to uh, sports events. And I think, you know, we've got very good or the sports have got very good at packaging these events. So you're not only seeing elite sports people performing at their very best, but you're seeing an experience. You're enjoying a show. There was no suggestion that this was a sort of second tier Olympics. When you went to a venue, uh, there, were, there were hosts at the venue. There was a big screen. There was explanations. It was well, well packaged. And of course, you know, we saw some fantastic performances in Glasgow in the pool with world records um, and uh, some top class cycling in the velodrome. You know, it certainly was one of the sporting highlights of the year. And how well did you manage to work with a local organising committee? Did you get everything you needed? Um, I think, I mean, the one or two teething issues, as you'd expect at the start, uh, from um, a practical point of view, getting around to the venues uh, was 
challenging. We probably operated more uh, using taxis than the the buses and、mm-hmm. the media transport because of the the difficulties there. But I mean,、uh, you know, I really can't、uh, say that we had many complaints. You know, everything worked, which is you know when you're broadcasting, you turn up, it works. You get the interviews you want. You plug your equipment in, and it works. That's that's all you can ask for. And for us, and for me, the experience was that everything worked, and、uh, we got what we wanted. You mentioned the Commonwealth Games a few times in Glasgow. They were only four years ago. Did that actually help you in planning, or has the radio world moved on、uh, technically and editorially in those four short years? I don't know whether the the radio world necessarily has moved on in the four years. I mean, I had a much bigger presence at the Commonwealth Games.、Um, for example, you know, I set up a, a, a suite of studios at the、um, Commonwealth Games at outside broadcast locations, and we had something like forty of the BBC's radio stations coming to present a program there. That was very much,、uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier,、uh, two years on from the London Games, which were a phenomenal success and really resonated with uh, our listeners and. Our viewers, so this was, I think, it was more of a sporting event than the way that the country embraced the Olympics, and I think that's probably because that's the legacy. You know, it was a legacy of a number of individual high-class sporting events aggregated together. So I think it will be some time before there is that absolute sense that this is a European-style Olympic Games. You know, it's it's well on the way there, but I don't think it quite has that. Ultimate resonance yet, but if we make the comparison with four years ago, things have moved on technically in terms of audio over IP. Social media has exploded, I guess. Yes. So in 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 that sense, it was quite different than during the Commonwealth Games four years ago. Surely. Yes, I I thought. I mean, we used 2014 at the Commonwealth Games to bring in our new technology. So we were using IP at 2014, and we were using you know、uh, reporting over mobile phones. And、uh, I suppose really the the leap on from that is the fact that there is an explosion in、uh, social media that、um, we were providing. Then, so I suppose what we were doing really is providing、um, the raw material for our social teams and digital teams to turn out on the platforms. So in in some ways we were gathering in a very similar way. Maybe we were a bit more nimble because of the way that the technology has moved on. Okay, Holger, you're still here as well. Let's talk about Berlin. What a great athletic stadium you have there! It's one of the best I've ever visited, and I remember fondly the 2009 World Athletics Championships and obviously the athletics competition this year. Berlin has such a great history of athletics, doesn't it? I could start my answer with Jesse Owens and the Olympic Games 1936.、Um, yes, there is an athletics audience in Berlin. The spectators in the stadium are enthusiastic. They understand. A lot about athletics. This is rare. Maybe also because there is a meeting every year, the Easter, and because here, unlike in the Diamond League, the German athletes are in the focus. I understood there is the idea to regularly host the European Athletic Championships in Berlin. Why not? Currently, at least all plans are off the table to rebuild this Olympic Stadium into a pure football stadium. A pure football stadium. That shouldn't happen. What about the shot put in Berlin? That took place outside the stadium. Was it a success? Did it work? The organizers wanted to bring athletics to the people, to the Berliners, and to the tourists in the city. And by the way, not only the qualification and the men's shot put on the first day, also nearly all award ceremonies took place in the city on the Breitscheid Place. 
And there was also the finish line for the marathon and for the walking competitions. The fluidum there was really good with many, many spectators. And do you feel you gave the Para-Athletics European Championships fair coverage on your radio stations? Yes, our TV colleagues streamed the entire event live. There were many stories in the TV sports magazines. In the radio, we produced a daily story. Unfortunately, only very few spectators were in the stadium. The European Athletics Federation in particular did not seize the opportunity to promote power athletics during the European Championships. And that is a shame. Holger Mark, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the EBU Radio Sport Podcast. But before we go, any last words to the organizers who are no doubt already thinking hard about the next edition in four years? Let me say it in one sentence. Please, all sports in just one city, region, and not in different countries. Okay, and Mark, the final word is for you. Yes, I'd agree with that. And speaking to athletes, they would say the same. Uh, one city, please. They also would like a village. And I guess that takes it nearer to the uh, sort of Olympic model. But uh, I guess the cost is a problem there. But one city would be brilliant. I'm David Nacht and thank you for listening to this edition of the EBU Radio Sport Podcast. Next month, the podcast will come from Brussels around our annual gathering of radio sport leaders from across Europe. EBU's Radio Sport Podcast.